Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to languages for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc. that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again in another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I'm your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we return to Masks of Neomothotep in the Egypt chapter. And so at the top of the show, as we like to do uh, always, is thank our listeners, every single last one of you. Please tell your friends. If you have the opportunity, go to your podcast app, give us a five-star rating. I think we give you an amazing amount of content and show. And uh, yeah, like us on Facebook, follow us over on Twitter, even look us up on Twitch, because who knows when we might be there. Uh, that said, I'd like to get to introductions. So to my right. This is Tiffany, and I play Maeve O'Shea, and um, I'm going to go look at books. Yes, yeah, a dangerous prospect for the rest of us. Uh, to Miss O'Shea's right. This is Morgan. I play Lillian Lane, and I'd like to sit in a chair, lay in a bed, sit on a couch. Yes, you've had a very trying day I so far. I just sit down, and they haven't let me sit down. Well, we're about to. At the end of the table. This is Jake. I'm playing Jack Doyle, and I am waiting for Sam to return with whatever boring story he has for me. And clearly nothing has probably happened to Sam at all. And then uh, to Jack's right. Uh, this is Lonnie, and I am uh, playing Adelzar, and uh, I am busy uh, guiding my charges uh, to the library. Indeed, <laughs> probably having developed a few questions of your own at this point. Oh, I've got lots of questions. <laughs> uh, to Adel's right. This is James, and I'll be playing Dr. Sigmund Tartenbach. And <clears throat> thankfully, there's nothing, you know, dangerous that could happen to us in Cairo. It's a nice, safe place. Yeah, clearly. And last but certainly not least. Uh, this is Alex. Who, uh, we're playing Sam Bion, who has come to realize that the bloody tongue is more than just a cute cult name. <laughs> Indeed it is. So uh, when uh, we last left our uh, story... We had a small, or rather minor, incident with some incendiary mythos devices in the Street of Potters, and with a swift and likely a little bit crazed mind, uh, we rejoin Sam as uh, his footfalls have brought him to the safe house, finally. Uh, Sam, you're not really certain if you remember every bend and turn you took. But you finally find yourself coming upon that cul-de-sac, that dead end where the safe house is. Well, I haven't stopped running, so I'm going to continue running. Uh, and I'll stop at the front door, take one breath, and then open it. Okay. You take a breath and you open it. And I close it very, very quickly. And then immediately start running around and closing shutters and blinds and curtains and whatever I can find. Jack, there's a strange flurry of noises coming from the downstairs. You hear doors opening and shutting. It sounds like windows are being shut. Someone's moving around down there. Sam? Shit. Where's everybody? Yeah, Sam. I, I run to the stairs if I heard... If that came from upstairs, I, just, I run to the stairs. 
Um, And at the bottom of the stairs, I'm probably like staring up, looking disheveled, a little bloody. (laughs) Yeah, definitely a little bloody. And I'm wearing different clothes. Good Lord, Sam, what did you do? I only lost him for 15 minutes. 15 minutes, maybe, maybe even less. Najar's dead. What are you, you're not supposed Decimated, to kill him. flayed, charred, carved. Some, some a, a, a monster butchered him in his shop. Silently. I didn't see it happen. I, I saw some soldiers coming down the road, and then so I slid in back just to see if something was happening, and there he was. Well, some of him, most of him was there. I saw the thing that killed him. Slow down. Sit down. Uh, Have a drink. I, well, I probably... Yeah, well, soon maybe. Sure. Jack, he's bleeding from the mouth. Are you okay? He also smells like sulfur? Yeah, I must have bit my tongue trying not to scream. It chased me through the streets. What? Slow down. Start from the beginning. Start from the beginning. So I followed Najar to his shop. Hold on. I take a pull on whatever he gives me and suffer through the pain of... <laughs> oh, my God. The, the, uh, it hurts so the bad. Antiseptic. <laughs> mm. Keep thinking about the, it'll be a clean cut, it'll be a clean cut. And you and you can hear almost somehow in the, in the back of your mind, you can hear Dr. Tottenbach speak through your head. You probably shouldn't have done that, Sam. <laughs> that was not advisable. I'll... I'll spit it back out into the cup and just kind of set it down. Oh. The cup is a mix of brown and red fluid. I'm awake now. Uh, so I, I followed him, uh, watched him from a, a couple different vantage points. I kept checking on him and uh, at some point I saw a couple of soldiers walking down the street. It looked like they were going to his shop so I slipped in the back and he was just there, flayed. Spilled out and and cooked in his in his uh in his back room and there was a something carved in his chest um i'll i'll reach into my messenger bag and pull out my my notes and just i'm gonna try to i'm gonna try with my hand shaking to do something resembling what i saw okay I, i tried to wait it out but then i saw it and i couldn't i couldn't stay quiet who who killed it this thing a thing. It's twelve. A, a thing. Twelve-eyed flying creature that reeked like rotten eggs. It, it roared at me, uh, and it chased me out of the shop and through the streets. And then at some point, there was an explosion, and I was thrown forward, uh, and I lost it. Where the the damage that I took? Where am I feeling that? Mostly in your back. Like have you ever? You probably have. I, I would equate it like this. There may have been a time when you spent, say, a little too much time in the ocean. And when the sun beat down on your shoulders and back, probably feels a lot like that. It probably feels like a terrible sunburn. Uh, I'm actually going to stand up and stretch a bit now that I feel it for probably the first time. And I'm going to pull off the, the garments that I had and try to get a feel for it looks like he pulls off about a layer of skin all right um i will get some of the doctor's uh medical stuff certainly and try some first aid yeah Yeah. i'm not 
29 under 33. The problem is if they, if they knew, if these things knew to sick this monster on him already, that means that they know that he met with someone. They, they could already know that we're, I mean, if they know that it's us or they, they, they at least know that someone's here, it's only a matter of time. We're not safe. Well, we, we knew that they were going to be onto us eventually. It's been a day. As successful first aid, does he? Successful first aid. Yeah. So you uh, you recover a hit point, Sam. Thank you. I, I, I tried to. I tried. No, no, it's it's fine. It's fine. You uh, you probably get a good double helping of Grandma Venkman's liniments, which is <laughs> likely what the doctor keeps in. That and probably a slathering of, you know, morphine or whatever it is that uh, the doctor keeps as a poultice or a, a tincture. Topical. Where, where, are, the, where are the others? Uh, they went to the library to do some research. They're probably relatively safe there. And Miss Lane is resting upstairs. You'd know that. Right. Too. And Miss Lane is upstairs. Sleeping. She, uh, whatever she did, uh, wore her out. See, well, I don't know where the library is, but I, I'm gonna. I guess I'll try to keep the house safe. I don't know that. I don't know that they are safe there, Jack. I don't know that we're safe anywhere here. This thing came out. It didn't go through the door. It didn't enter through a window. It was just there. Well, I, no matter where we go, we're not going to be safe if we have a place that we can pull up. Maybe we can at least do something. Try to. Maybe one of those, uh, those, those sigils that, uh, that may have used on that train against those, those things, those tentacles. Yeah. Yeah. Can we, I don't know, can we, could protect this house maybe? Can we keep these things out? Well, we'll definitely, uh, talk to Maeve about it. We'll see, put our heads together and see what we can do. But, uh, we'll have to work out, worry about that tonight when they get back. Well, I, I appreciate the help. I'll be, uh. I'm gonna take this. Oh, get some I'm gonna take this bottle. I'm gonna go up on the roof where I feel safe. And so we will move to a Cairo library, where uh, several of our investigators are beginning the um, more academic portions of their Egyptian tour. So, Adel, um, the uh, libraries and the museums of Cairo are uh, plentiful, maintained by some of the most um, educated English scholars that uh, can be found. But they'll have specific interests that they'll want, so I will ask them what it is they're looking for specifically, and that will give me an idea of where to take them. Okay. Uh, a place that keeps uh, old newspapers um, with stories uh, that are fairly big. I know just the place. Well, if they want news stories, then you need to go to the Cairo Bulletin. Yep. And you have a man there. Yes, I do. Okay. So, Bulletin take- first? Bulletin first. Very well. So, the Cairo Bulletin is a fairly well-known newspaper. It has been operating inside of the city for many years. And it is also a fairly respectable paper. Certainly not run by anybody named Mickey. No. No, no, not at all. So when you go to the Cairo Bulletin, you enter in the 
front door, just as you had a few days ago. Uh, but you don't see your uh, associate friend here. Uh, you see a, another gentleman uh, whom you know as the editor of the Carol Bulletin, and his name is Nigel Wasif. And he uh, greets the group of you, the, four, the, the three of you, and asks if there's anything that he can do for you. Um, I'm looking um, for stories about the uh, Carlisle Expedition. Carlisle Expedition. Yeah, so about six years ago, both uh, in... I can I can read uh, Arabic, so uh, it's okay if the if the articles are not in English. He says something to you in what you believe is Arabic. I just read it. What did he say in Arabic? <laughs> he said greetings and welcome to the Cairo Bulletin. <laughs> Hold up a hand. She is a polyglot. Um, multiple languages, but only for reading. This is one gift she has. Oh, hmm. curious. I file this information away. You are welcome to uh, uh, c- c- come this way. He uh, seems to step away and uh, opens a door to what looks like a kind of a side area here at the newspaper. Uh, our archives are here, and, and I'm welcome to have you uh, search through them if you'd like. So uh, please, please. Oh, thank you for being so hospitable. Wonderful. The bulletin has a reputation for being uh, open with uh, its stories. We, we tend to report on uh, many, many things which people find interest. Well, thank you once again. So if those of you at the Cairo Bulletin would like to make a library use roll. I would love to. Seven out of 97. Holy moly. Okay, so check the box. Right, isn't it? Yep, check the box. Your library use is 97. Yes. 17 under 46, so that's actually a hard success. Very good. Uh, Otto? Um, I'm not researching this Carlisle expedition because I know a little bit about it and I don't know exactly what they're looking for. Okay. I would like to do some research on the fire at the shop. Certainly. Ought 8 out of 20. Hard success. Okay. So... Miss O'Shea, you find this. Doctor. You find two other pieces which you find useful. Let me roll it up and put some tobacco in it. No, 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 no. (laughs) No, (laughs) The wonderful newspaper props brought to us by the H.P. Lovecraft Historical Society. If you would hand this to Otto, Doctor, he finds that. You guys have found some articles. Perhaps you could read some from them or glean some, um, you know, newly found information. Well, I didn't find any new information, but I did find that there was a write-up about the burning of the shop. Uh, the police seemed to think it was an oil lamp that was left unattended. I take ex- um, lots and lots of notes about both articles. I mean, unless I can just tear them out of the paper and keep <laughs> um, Records, no. huh? <laughs> you take notes. We'll just put it that way. Okay. So did we have previous knowledge of where the Carlisle exp- expedition went after they left Cairo? So, Doctor, what have you found? Well, uh, Doc is reading over a, an interesting article about the Carlisle expedition. It looked like that they had numerous spots around the area that they did various digging 
inn, but the last one before they left the uh, boat left for Kenya was um, the dig site is Dashur. And uh, it says that actually it was around the Bent Pyramid and the Red Pyramid uh, that those were the ones where their dig site was located and it was the final dig site that they were at before they left for Kenya. And when they left, um, Carlisle was already ill. Um, and then as they were leaving, uh, Hypatia Masters also fell ill already. So whether or not it was an actual illness or they were succumbing to something else, we're not sure yet. Doctor, you also find a photograph that shows the Carlisle, several members of the Carlisle expedition. Mm-hmm. There's a reprint of this photograph. Okay. And so this photograph shows Sir Aubrey, uh, Roger Carlyle, uh, Hypatia Masters, and uh, Dr. Robert Huston. Mm. They seem to be emerging from a dinner held in their honor at the Turf Club two days after their arrival in Cairo. You can tell Carlyle because he's blonde and very handsome. Uh, Huston seems to be uh, darker and maybe a little bit plumper with a somewhat worried smile. Uh, Sir Aubrey is white-haired, tall, and very distinguished. Uh, Hypatia Masters is blonde and beautifully gowned. Uh, A man in a tight tuxedo in the background may be Jack Brady, but you're not sure. So what what did you uh, come across, Mr. Shea? On the car, I'm reading another interesting uh, article, but... The Carlisle expedition stayed at the Mena House Hotel in Cairo uh, for several days. That their excavation site was actually at the Giza Plateau. And that they said that they talked about going other places depending what the discoveries were there. Um, They discovered something about the Pharaoh Userkaf. I don't know. And construction of his sun temples at Abu Sur. And they, the picture is at the tome of Ensep Masa. And the expedition outfitter for the group is Omar Al-Shakti. Bring the articles I found over by Maeve. <laughs> I, it says here that they started in Giza. They went to a place called Saqqara, I believe. And then finally Dashur before they left, but they left Egypt altogether. So Giza, Giza. Actually, uh, not being a native Egyptian speaker and not having the internet, yeah. Geyser, the Geyser Plateau would probably be the first place that they went. But I'm thinking that a Dashur would be, if they are going to be anything, that would be the place that we would find them. I, I also find it interesting that when asked why they were leaving Cairo, they alternately said a vacation, a big game hunting trip, or a move to healthier climates. That sends to me a fractured psyche amongst the group. They are not moving as a unit, and they are not having a very stable story to put forth um, as an alibi. Thinking perhaps that at this point they are already finding things to be difficult in their troubles, yeah? Yeah, I think that when they, whatever they found at Giza um, Hmm. is gonna be something of note. Um, Oh, yeah, so, and the reason I talked about the the tomb is that that was also sponsored by the Penhue Foundation. That was going to be the other thing I was going to be looking into. <laughs> Glad we are here. 
Wasu, Nasawafu, like the editor, steps in the room. This has been probably an hour at this point. Is everything all right? Are you finding everything okay? Well, wunderbar. I am actually wondering if you, do you have records perhaps of announcements, local announcements and things? I'm I'm looking for things involving the Penhue Foundation. I'm, I'm sure you're hearing of them, yeah? Well, I heard of them in uh, connection, of course, with the Carlisle expedition. Yeah. Um, we are looking to see if um, perhaps they are having uh, any local affairs recently, um, uh, or perhaps even a local building that we may be talking to people. Uh, I don't believe the Penu Foundation maintains a building, but uh, they have an expedition that the uh, uh, in the area. Mm. They have many, actually. Mm. Um, the Clive Expedition is currently working the area. That's fairly well known. Oh. Thank you. That we, we will also we will require there as well. James, give me a psychology roll. Sure. Impress me. <laughs> That's an eight, and I rolled him behind my head, which is doubly impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Matter of factness, that this Egyptian newspaper man connects the Penny Foundation to the Carlisle Expedition mm-hmm. is rather swift and yet curt. At the forefront of his knowledge, uh-huh. he did not have to think about that. Hmm. He may and know more than he's letting on. You seem to be fairly well-versed in the movements of such organization, yeah? Well, I mean, running a newspaper at you would, of course, be the most knowledgeable person in the area, if not one of them, I would think. I know that the Clive Expedition, sponsored by the Foundation, yeah, is working Giza. Mm. Mm. And the Clive Expedition recently unearthed um, what they believe is a mummy. Ooh, fantastic. When, um, when, when was this happening? Yeah, It's fairly recent. It's believed that the mummy may be a woman. Really? That is... Mm. Is that unusual? For... Um, for practices of mummification? Most of the mummies that we find are men, of course, but it's not unheard of that the woman might be mummified depending upon their station and status. Interesting. And have you had occasion to see this yourself yet? I know that sometimes they invite the news people during these great discoveries. I have not seen it my, uh, myself personally, of course, as, as, as editor. Mm. I'm a fairly busy man. Of course. Um, but I have heard the rumors that uh, many of the um, scholars... Uh, um, perhaps uh, some <laughs> rather learned men at the Egyptian Museum believe it might be Queen Nitoplis. A queen, you say? Mm. Wow. That but is... potentially a very powerful one, one that may, he kind of slyly looks around, one may have ruled Egypt at one point, uh, appearing as a man, but being a woman, as she took the title of Pharaoh. Uh, and this is a male only? Titled out usually. Yes. Um, and so she was hiding her gender um, <coughs> in order to rule Egypt at the time. Yes. Yeah, so the, the, the Carlisle, the, 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 the Clive expedition has uh, not necessarily had the best of footing. Um, this is a real find for them because they've, uh, they've gone through some help. Uh, there's a, uh, a Dutch uh, archaeologist that they recently fired uh, that we got word of was uh, causing them problems. Really? That is unfortunate. Did you happen to know his name? 
I would not want to go amongst someone who is unreliable. He uh, steps into the room and goes to a more nearby stack of papers and kind of fishes out through them and then shows uh, what look like a couple of handwritten notes. Yeah, is it uh, uh, Jean Wellem van Huvelin? Uh, I apologize. I, did, I am, believe me, I am from Germany. That is, it is understandable. As far as I know, the man couldn't afford a return ticket to Europe. And he may still be here in Cairo. Really? Hmm. Well, as fellow Europeans, perhaps we have other wanting to give him a hand. <laughs> Jean Wellen. Um, von. Jean Wellen von Huvelin. Uh, so for your matter of record, H-E-U-B-E-L-E-N. My ears perk up as he talks about helping this guy get get to uh, get get out of the country. I think the the strangest thing, as far as this um, mummy is concerned, yeah, was not but days after they found it, it and the entire sarcophagus it was found in was stolen, stolen directly from the dig site. Mine goes. That is how does one steal an entire sarcophagus? Hmm. That is incredible. I do not know. That would be something. I must see this intention. I must see this myself. Um, you said it. Uh, I, do you have a map, a local map, perhaps, of the area that I might? Perhaps he points you? past you to Otto. I, I, I'm wanting to mark the areas and such um, of interests uh, for my personal. Uh, this is the Clive expedition. Hmm, indeed, madam. I, I do not have an additional map of Cairo here. I just look at the doctor from behind the doctor like <laughs> I would direct you to your guide <laughs> of course and thank you very much for all of your help of you course. have been most hospitable Otto are you going to ask any questions about the article you found or are you just going to keep that tucked in your pocket I'm just going to keep that tucked in my pocket Okay, because there's really nothing there so after the library excursion if there are any desires for copies of the papers uh, Nigel is happy to provide them to you. Well, once we leave here, yeah, and I would like a copy of mm -hmm. this. I would actually like to go to the library to research more about the different cults and deities of the area. Oh my god, how much time you got? Well, I'm looking for specific ones, but I'm not going to give him certain, the specifics. Certainly. So let's say this. You go to the library. We won't play it out as a full scene. If you're going to research cults in the in in certain cults in Egypt. I'm mostly, yeah. I'm looking for things that mention the Black Wind, mm -hmm. uh, Black Pharaoh. Sure. Go ahead and give me a library use roll. Um, it's an extreme difficulty. Uh, it's a 28 out of 97. Not an extreme. That's definitely a hard. Oh, yeah. It's 19. You could spend the luck if you'd like. How much luck do I have? I'll do it. Okay. You're going to spend the luck. Very good. The group of you go to the library with, uh, in the hopes of assisting her. You spend the better part of that day, that afternoon, all the way into evening, likely, researching and looking for very specific things, which you're not going to include them on as far as what you're searching for. Whether you give them red herrings or not is your choice. Um... You come to the conclusion that this this library in Cairo has no mention of the Black Pharaoh, no mention of the Black Wind. You find an absence 
of information. Mm. It's as if someone erased it. Right. That's, yeah, it's intentional. It's not like that never happens in Egypt anyway. No, never. Erasure? No. Uh, so that evening, after your research is over, you collect back at the safe house, at least some of you do. I assume you drop your charges off at the safe house and go back to your uh, home model, unless they make some sort of accommodation or... Actually, I'd like to try to find an excuse to hang around. Understood. Because I've heard enough things that I need to hear more things. Understood. Uh, so the group of you return to the safe house. It is late. Just, I was just going to let you know yes. what I was doing because it might be relevant to their approach considering I'm probably at this point half in the bag with whatever. That bottle is probably empty. And I'm, I'm very likely like standing on the very edge of the ledge of okay. the second floor, just kind of like watching the streets spaced out a bit. Thinking about cats is really, I'm just trying to find a nice, happy place to think. And I'm like, they don't have this problem. I have this problem. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to drink the entire bottle, I'm going to ask for a con roll. Sure. Well, how much is the next bottle? Seems, um, enough to at me to ask you to make a con roll. <laughs> Let's do it. About a con roll's worth. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll just say I am asking for a con roll with all the gusto that you sure. used when you said, I'm going to drink the whole bottle. I, there we go. Extreme success. That's 765. I am perched You're on this ledge, baby. You're hanging <laughs> tough. You smell like booze. In fact, you smell like German booze. You you watch them approach. I mean, they're impossible to miss, the three of them. Uh, by this time, by this evening time, Miss Lane, you have had your long, your long lie down. You have recovered five points of magic. And you now feel reasonably good enough to probably get up and move around and maybe be a little less uh, winded. Fantastic. I, you know, a little pep in my step. I head down to the first floor to find something to eat. Okay. You find Jack and um, the uh, as the rest of your uh, group moves back into the house, comes through the door. Is there any food around here? Yes, uh, we'll make something presently. I will head into the kitchen to make food. Oh, I found this. We have a situation. Uh, I don't be shocked. So, uh, I didn't do it. Uh, doctor, you're going to want to look it on Sam. He's injured. I, uh, what did he do? He, he, he followed, uh, um, the shop owner and, he stumbled upon the shop owner's grisly demise at the hands of a creature of some type. What kind of creature? Apparently it had several eyes and floated above the ground. I, I'm, I'm trying to keep my voice down because, you know, I don't want to. Uh... <laughs> Certainly. Floated or did it have wings? No, it, it sounded like it floated. It, uh... It tried chasing Sam, and there was an explosion of some kind. I'm, I'm assuming the shop burned down. So Sam is somewhat wounded and a little out of sorts. And he definitely thinks that, and I'm inclined to agree, that we might want to really look at uh, keep finding some way to keep things out of this house, if you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. 
could I, could I, could I have her made a listener roll? I mean, certainly. You're nearby. Mm-hmm. No, 55 out of 45. I didn't hear a mm. thing. You're making food. I'm making food. I'll say this much for him, Jack. Um, this Otto gentleman just seems to dig right in and start making people food, so he's good for something. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he's been useful. Doc will head upstairs to find Sam. Sure. Uh, stopping in his room to grab his bag. I will uh, head up there as well. Probably behind him by a few minutes because I was talking to Jack. You head upstairs and you collect your doctor's bag and um, you know you think he's supposed to be around here but maybe Jack said he was on the roof. Find a way to the roof carefully. Not hard. You hear someone coming up, Sam. I, I just like I look over my shoulder maintaining my precarious perch on the ledge. Knock, knock. There's, I mean, you walk out onto the, the roof and you see him perched on the ledge of the house. But the desert air brings the smell of booze towards you. I'm feeling a bit on edge, are you? Mm, this is the edge. I'll like tap it with my foot and kind of wobble a bit. Well, now that you have seen it, you should come back a bit from it. You know, I feel like this is just where I'm going to end up. <laughs> well, I still need to bandage your wounds, so I need you to Oh, Jack did a great down. job, did you see? I'll, like, kind of hobble off and probably stumble backwards until I bump into the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Oh, hey, doctor. Him. Hi. Yeah, see? You smell the booze, but you also smell burn liniment. Oh, oh, that's, you, you know what? I'm sure Jack did a great job. He is a wonderful student, but as his teacher, I wish to be the one who actually examines his work. They're going to kill us all. I don't doubt it, but when we, they when they do, we will be healthy. That sounds great. Can we get beef liver here? I doubt it. What can, I mean, maybe. What can we get livers of? We can't like liver. I sit down. I, I just let him talk while I kick. <laughs> he lift up his shirt. Um, he has some pretty serious burn marks on his back. It looks like Jack gave it a good college try and, and seemingly had done a good enough job until you get back. Okay. Perhaps Jack can be a nurse someday. Right. I, uh, yeah, I clean them as best as I can, which is not going to be as easy or as hard because he's drunk, so it won't hurt as much probably. Right. You'll, you'll get to make a medicine roll though. Oh, Doc, there's a, there's a hole in my tongue. Uh, uh, uh. Oh my god, <laughs> he's missing piece of his tongue. I do see that, yeah. That is, um... Do I walk in on this? Uh, no, they're on the uh, Well, I was following up. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I wanted to talk to him okay. about creatures. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna have to push that <gasps> because I rolled a 99. <laughs> Ooh, no, no, no. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Doctor, you cannot re-roll a fumble okay. normally, but the hand of fate is gonna let you re-roll that. Fantastic. I chalk it up to the fact that I'm standing on a dark roof in Cairo with a drunk patient. <laughs> you better, better thank a backer. Is what you're yeah, gonna do. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and... Yeah, thank you, backer. Uh, that's a 38 under 82, so that's actually a hard success. You um, do a little bit better job of not just putting on the bandages and, and the liniments and stuff like that. You actually remove a little bit more of the, the crisped flesh at the edges, the stuff that could get infected. Right. 
you you arrive on the roof, Miss O'Shea, to this, to him beginning to pick the pieces of burned skin off. Oh, Miss O'Shea, this is wonderful. I need you to hold a light for <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna... He does give you a good opportunity to perhaps sit, stand in front of Sam and talk to him directly and keep his mind off of um, the what's going on and, and well, behind him. For sure. So, uh, I, I heard you uh, had a visitor. Mm, I didn't. Yeah. I had a visitor. And uh. it carved him up pretty good and then cooked him and might have eaten him. I don't know. It oh. it had, I think it had a mouth that yelled at me. It yelled at you? Oh, I did. What kind of noise did it make? I make the noise. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's her not face. a good noise. <laughs> okay. Uh, did it, did it have wings? No, it had it's... long arms and it kind of, mm, I will pantomime. Can I roll acting? Certainly. Acting. That is a 50 out of 74. I will pantomime the creature. All right. Make a Cthulhu Mythos roll. Oh, sweet. I'll make, and I'll put my hands up and make like little eye stalk wiggles and looking in all these directions. And, I went, and then there was a pop and it blew up something. No, it's a 43 out of... Are you using any tome as reference? Oh. Oh, I might. That was a 43... Ah, in human deities, so probably the Noctic scripts. All right, so what's the percentage on it? And it has, uh, that one is 25. Okay, adjust the roll accordingly, adding it to your mythos rating. It would be 43 out of 56. So that's a successful roll, yes? Yes. This is why we have mythos tomes. So after um, a bit of explanation. Charades. And at some point I just start acting like a chicken. Once I'm pretty sure I've gotten the worst off of his back and his band. What is that up. smell? I've pulled all the wood splinters and glass chunks. You're going to get to roll it a D6, okay. a D3, technically. Okay. Doctor, what's that smell? Who's cooking? Um, a good portion of that is you, my friend. I smell bad. So if we see another one of those things, um, water. This should be easy enough to find. What is it? gestures broadly at Cairo. Uh, they refer to it as a fire vampire. Uh, it would make sense if I knew what that meant. But sure, there was fire, yeah. And the sorcerer who summoned it because they're only here when they are summoned. Is that the, is that the thing that probably burned down the first shop then, right? They just right. sent it again because they were mad. Uh, yeah, or called another one because if you if you remember that journal we talked about, there was a whistle that summoned other creatures. Oh yeah. So they may have something like that. They may have an item. Uh, the, it, yeah. The problem is they, they whoever it is knew that him, the shopkeeper, yes, talked to mm-hmm. somebody. Yes. Which answers my question. That must mean that whoever it was would had to have, had to have been nearby. This would not be something that you would just summon and send out onto the streets, yeah? Right. It would be something that they would have to see. Yeah. Uh, mm, or near to. Depends how the creature communicates. I'm not really clear on that. 
well, it didn't go in through the doors or the windows. It 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 had to just appear in because I was watching all of the entrances. Then somebody was either already in, or there was a trigger that somebody could set off. Yeah, there's. I mean, because it's not a spell known to me. I don't know the exact workings. I can only guess. Can you keep it out of the house? Well, the thing with that, if you want to protect the entire house, first of all, it would take every single one of us. And second, it would take every single one of us continually concentrating. It's only as long as you concentrate. Well, let's just hope that we're not all sleeping when it shows up. That is easy enough to do. We set up watch as we are used to do. Um, and keep water with you. Um, it is susceptible to water and non-conventional weapons. Is it all water or all liquid? No, water. Specifically, it's fire. Hmm. Well, I mean, we have a well. So I guess we have some buckets. You all, in some form or fashion, have dinner. Otto makes dinner. Whether it's together or apart or however it is, there is a meal. Because unless you're going to let it just let the food go bad, which I doubt you all would do. Because most of you are probably hungry. Starving. Um, are you planning on discussing what happens next with you over dinner or? Well, actually, there's probably something that happens well before that. Mm-hmm. Miss O'Shea gave me this paperclip and I was reading it and there's something in there that's going to cause a stir. So I'm reading this and I'm guessing Lillian is down there with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I like, I sit bolt upright and I'm like, good God. Um, Omar El Shakti was on uh, the, the Carlisle expedition. I know who that is. Omar El Shakti is the head priest of the Brotherhood oh, the, of the Black Pharaoh. the name Pharaoh. that we're not supposed to say. Go ahead, Lonnie, roll. <laughs> What am I rolling here? Can I going, roll in? Uh, yep, because it's your, it's against his credit rating. Jack, I also found out the last place they were before they left for Kenya was the Dashar dig. Dashur. We must check that out as well, I'm thinking. That one's a, that one's a 93, but because I am sharp-witted... You are. Pulp talent. And that is a 10. Very good. Uh, Omar al-Shakti is a very powerful plantation owner and businessman in the Cairo area. He is known to you to be a very um, financially and somewhat politically powerful person. As far as him being a head priest of this brotherhood of whatever they're talking about. I don't about, think he said that out loud. I think he, he was he just did. reminding no. Lily. No, he said that. He did. He said it out loud. Oh, yeah. I said it out loud. Oh, you weren't. Oh, yeah. As far as him as far as him being a member of this brotherhood, you don't know anything. You've never heard of the Brotherhood of Black Pharaoh. You don't know what it is. No, I don't know what that is. But, but you know who Omar is. Uh, and uh, Omar al-Shakti is probably not someone you would want to cross with because he's like, he's socially powerful. Yeah, he's connected with everybody. Oh, yes. So is Sir Aubrey. That's what you get from Jack reading the paper. That's before dinner. Yeah, I mean, it he was is on the Carlisle. He was on the Carlisle expedition. He he was there. I mean, he's his picture right in the paper. 
Oh, no. Is, is he still known to be around um, in Cairo currently? I mean, he, well, he has been seen since, yeah? He doesn't know anything. I mean, you well, don't, you don't know that he knows. Oh. Well, I'm, I mean, if we're all at the table and you talk and you say his name, then I'm basically, I mean, do you know who well, he this, is? We'll just say that this, this, this part of the scene happens as you guys are walking to the table, right? Jack's okay. reading. Mm. Lillian's probably having some eating. wine or, or eating something as, as people are coming back down from the uh, rooftop medical facility that somehow has sprung <laughs> up. Um, and this is when Jack exclaims this thing about Omar al-Shakti. Aldor, do you know who that is? I mean, you, you have heard of him? <laughs> who hasn't heard of him? <laughs> Me. We are fairly new. But is he still currently active in the area? Oh, yes. Then he is a valuable source of information. No. Oh, no. No, no, no. No, no, no we're not talking to him. He isn't He isn't a valuable source of information. He is the information. Oh. Y'all make anything of this, this thing that was picture the picture the picture here oh the uh the i never i never got a description of it is the he remember he drew out this oh yeah yeah absolutely. before i got trashed <laughs> um yeah i mean you don't you you don't know what it what it is it's I a know. symbol I, i'll show it to Maeve because she's most likely to know make the mythos roll that is a one Oh boy. It is a a language, a word in a language you have seen written a few times. It's Merlean, or sometimes referred to as the tongue of the old ones. And the word it is carved there that seems seems to be been drawn out is revenge. That means revenge in a very, very old language. Probably the language that that creature speaks. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it wrote it. This food is delicious. Creature? No, the food. Hi. <laughs> I didn't taste the creature. I continue eating. I ask again, creature? He's drunk. Just I, I, I like purposely like put a whole bunch of food in my <laughs> yeah, mouth. Yeah, everyone all of a sudden gets real quiet and starts eating. The the tall one with the spindly. What? what? If he's going to be here, I mean, listen. Would you prefer to him to be prepared for what is inevitably going to happen? Well, uh, I was, who said uh, he's coming with? I was oh. hoping that he would not have to deal with it. Well, we can hope in one hand, <laughs> but I'm sorry, history up to this point, Jack says that that is not how it's going to pan out. Fifteen minutes was all it took, okay? I'm just saying. Doesn't matter where this guy goes now. This might be his last dinner. Gestures a little at Sam while he's talking. Oh, oh what took? <laughs> I look at Sam. Well, I, yeah. they've called him Sam, and I just like, what took 15 minutes? Wait, wait, before, before, before we tell you anything more, we want you to understand anything we say is going to put your life in danger. Do you really want to know? And Look, you'll probably have to leave the country with us. Oh, well, that would be terrible. I couldn't possibly. Well, he's going to have to get out of the country. No, I'm going to I'm going to look at him and go, if you're speaking the name Omar Shakti and you're saying that he's a cult leader? 
Oh, high and priest. people are dead, and yeah, I'm already in danger because everyone knows who, uh, who's who been uh, taking you to here and there. That's, that's fair. Just considering high history, Jack, the fact that he picked us up at the train station says that his life was already forfeit, I hate to say. And we talked about that at the station. I eat some more. Um, yeah, you know what? Even before we start that, you... When you came, you seemed to be waiting for us. I had some information, of course, that uh, uh, a group of Americans would be coming to the docks. Um, I had minimal information that a group of Americans would be coming to the docks, but um, Americans, they're not British. Where, where did you get this information? I got it at the uh, Cairo Bulletin. I would, I would like my paranoia to kick in now because now that I think this dude might know us, I'm going to stand up, go into the kitchen, and immediately projectile vomit into the sink because he made this food. And if I was going to take this out, this is how I'm doing it. Okay, he's vomiting in the kitchen. Continue. How would somebody at the Cairo Bulletin know about us and know that we were coming? Well, uh, Miss O'Shea, you're you're a rather prominent figure. You're even in the newspapers here. For what? Beautiful American jazz singer. There is a large jazz community here in Egypt. I'm oh. snorting while I'm eating. Okay. <laughs> so once I knew that you and your party were coming here, it's a simple thing. I know I am the best dragoman in Cairo. And... It's an easy enough thing. And then I saw you at the, uh, have your little unfortunate incident at customs. And then I knew that, uh, you really needed some expert help. Right. But I haven't actually officially performed. Performed on the train. Yeah. On the train. But that would, how would somebody inform while we're in motion? Oh, no, no. This article was several years old. While I was still in Chicago? Yes. Could have Ramsey have contacted them? It's possible. Don't see why not. I didn't know Ramsey then. No, no. Uh, contacted, because Ramsey knew we were coming to Egypt. Could he have contacted the uh, bulletin? Hmm. He said it was several years ago. No, well, no. The that, article was. But, well, I cannot, uh, I cannot say I did not know why you were coming. Um, it could have been that you were going to take up residence in Cairo. There was no mention of a large party. Uh, your name was certainly known to me, and it was also known that you were coming to Egypt. Uh, there are many establishments here who would be uh, quite happy to have a beautiful and famous singer uh, show up at their lounge. But I wasn't famous. You are now. You're in the paper. I'm so glad that's you and not me. I'm her manager. Okay. So, I'm somewhat mollified by that. But uh, now you're talking about uh, preachers and uh, one of the most powerful men in Cairo and threat to my life and leave the country. We're not going to go all the way back to the beginning, but we, we've been traveling across Europe uh, combating a dark cult dedicated to some evil black pharaoh god type 
And they've been creating, um, I don't even know how to explain. <laughs> I come back with a loaf of bread and a gun. Put the gun away. We don't have time for this. I look at you. I look at Odell and I take a bite of the bread. There are um, evil things in the world. Terrible things. And we're trying to stop them, I guess, would be the best way of describing it. When we've traced this cult back here to Cairo. Does this have anything to do with the Carlisle expedition? Yes. This, that's the Carlisle expedition is what put us on the uh, track. Here's the biggest thing. You're going to see things that you're not going to understand. Do you believe in any of the deities out here? <laughs> There's only Allah. Well, you will have physical proof that that's not true. Well, there's also Shaitan, but... Shaitan sounds like someone closer to Satan. I believe that's what uh, uh, English-speaking people would call it, yes. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I guess you could say that uh, these creatures are minions of Shaitan. No, I think they're much, much worse. Well, for summary purposes. Summary purposes. Well, this is uh, (laughs) quite the interesting day. It is. And if uh, memory serves correctly, you are planning on going out to Elwasa tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. Then we'll leave this session right here as the um, troop of investigators now have, have fumbled their way into messing up someone else's life. It's <laughs> <laughs> what we're best at. It'll really. be fine. It'll also give Sam a chance to recover a little bit and hopefully not shoot that loaf of bread. <laughs> Um, but we want to thank you for your listening ears. We greatly appreciate you uh, engaging with us on uh, any of our social media platforms. Come check us out on Discord. There's obviously a Patreon where uh, all of our ranking and Hand of Fate using members can help pitch in and possibly turn these people's lives completely upside down or help save them. So if you're into that sort of thing and you want to engage with us there. <laughs> there's no saving you Mr. there's Shane. not enough hands of fate in the world <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all that's all buttoned up we'll get to it later though uh, but thank you very much ladies and gentlemen and good night